with your palate cruisers. Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Audio Knots, your pop culture palate cleanser. I am Eric Oldboy online with the man of mystery, Mr. Wren. How are you today, sir? Great, great, great. We got like, the Blazers playing in a bit, so I'm super excited. Let's go. Did you see literally before I hopped on, they were doing the lottery? The draft oh, no. lottery? I was yeah. setting up my uh, podcast um, station. So. Infrastructure? Yeah, they yeah. um they were down to the last three three picks, I think. Or who was gonna get the last huh. the first the, they start they do only the top fourteen, right? It's like they pull out like balls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just they, the lottery, right? Just the lottery. So they had started at fourteen and working their way down to one and they were getting ready to announce the three the top three. But when where did you uh when did you I made it to, I made it to four. <laughs> who was four? I don't even remember. I remember seeing the Cat- Cleveland Cavaliers had gotten something. I don't know. It looked, I'm sure I'd bet money without even seeing how it turns out that Golden State gets number one. It'd be shocking yeah. if they didn't. Yeah. So it would probably be like Golden State, Minnesota, Cleveland again. I don't know. It looked like some of them had double picks because of trades and whatnot. Yeah, and then uh, all the Lakers fans are going to move back to being Golden State fans. Yeah, when they realize that LeBron and the Lakers can't do it, they're like, "Oh, I was yeah. just kidding. I'm, I'm a, I've always been a Golden State fan." Yeah. So, how are you? How's it been going? What else you been up to? Um, you know, besides raising my my betta fish, I, I got myself an iPad. Oh, not just yeah. an iPad though, an iPad oh, yeah. Pro. Yeah, because we're pro level over here. Uh, one of these. But yeah, um, I really wanted to get it just so I could like start uh, drawing with the, the the Apple Pen pencil. Yeah, have you messed okay. around with it? Do you like it? Do you recommend it? Is it worth all those pretty little pennies? Yeah. So you know how we were doing our unemployment? Yeah. I uh, I missed a week or something like that, and okay. it was totally their fault. But it's probably mostly my fault. But um, I just can't, it was like out of sight on mine. Like ah, money's yeah, gone. Who cares? Off. You know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. They're like, they decided to fix everything. And all of a sudden, I got a check for like some iPad money, right? I'm like, oh, shit, let's go. So I bought one. That's awesome. Yeah, same thing happened to me. Like, we were on that furlough for a few weeks. And then, like, I tried hard and tried hard. And the state wasn't giving us the money. And then we went back to work. And just like you, I kind of, like, forgot about it. Yeah. Like, I kind of wrote it off. I'm never going to get that money. And same deal. A big check shows up. And we went and bought new furniture. <laughs> yeah, nice. It, it felt like bonus money, right? Yeah, it's because you'd already like readjusted your balance in your account and you were yeah. okay the way it was. And then all of a sudden this, this check came in and you're like, well, okay now, what should we do with this? Our furniture is garbage, let's get new furniture. I like how we're here just bragging on what we bought with our extra income and there's like people not even getting their money. <laughs> I apologize to those people. <laughs> yes, we, we are bad. I'm very sorry about that. So keep harassing them though. Like I, I emailed them a bunch of times and harassed them and they finally sent sent over the the cash. Yeah, but yeah, iPad Pro is really it's really really um, I recommend it if you have the income for it, you know, the cash for it. Yeah, uh, the pencil's really really uh, what do you call it? like it feels really natural like you're just trying to. It's intuitive and, and everything. Because I remember yeah. to tell the listeners uh, we had some Wacom's um, way back when, 
How would you compare it to a Wacom tablet to the new iPad Pro? Uh, for me, it's uh, way better because Wacom, for me, you're you're still drawing on like a, like a, a touchpad. Right. Right? But you're looking at the screen. And that kind of so, threw you off. Yeah. The, in my mind, it's kind of like you're doing one thing and looking at one thing. But this one, you're, you're drawing straight on the screen. So it, it feels more natural as like an illustrator. Nice. I, I can't wait to see some of the stuff you draw. Um, you said you were going to do some like chibi style art and everything. Oh, yeah. My drawings are terrible. But <laughs> I'm working on it. Oh, and I, I'm using Procreate. Okay. It's like uh, probably recommended by most people if you have an iPad. Uh, we also have, you know, Adobe Draw. Yeah. But... Um, I've messed around there for a bit, but I've been watching too many tutorials on, you know, uh, Procreate. So yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't learn both at, right now because there's too much information, you know? So you're just going to focus on Procreate to start with and then maybe yeah. learn Adobe later? Yeah, because I really want to get into uh, designing more logos, you know, freehanded. Are you able to take your Procreate? Does it make like vector art, I'm assuming? No, that's that's the downfall. Like... Uh, Procreate, it's not vector, but Adobe Draw is vector. Okay. Yeah. That's the one nice thing. I was wondering if after you made it, so say you like scribbled it out on your iPad Pro, if you could import it into like Adobe Illustrator and uh, finish it off, you know, like do the final details. Yeah, that's what, that's what I imagine, but I don't think you can do it because they're both different medias. Okay. But if you're doing Adobe Draw, you can totally do it because it's all vector. Right. Cool. Very cool. Well, that sounds like something pretty neat. Uh, anything else you've been up to? Um, watching shows, staying home, being safe. Same old, yeah. same old. Yeah. I know it never changes. You know, 2020 is the year of staying home, being safe. Uh, we went, uh, or I went, um, my son and I and my dad, we went fishing. We went salmon fishing the other day, but we got, we got skunked. So it was nice to get out and do something outdoorsy, but um, we were unsuccessful in our attempt. Damn. I, I didn't realize how long we've been out of like doing our podcast in a few weeks. Yeah, I know. Cause one time I just left the microphone somewhere else. I'm like, ah, and so we didn't do it. The time before that, we didn't have enough content. And now we're like, I think we're going to be overloaded with content. I know, so probably, two probably with that in mind, we should probably, <laughs> we should probably get into it. Yeah. So, uh, let me start by saying first, uh, what have you been watching? What, what, what's been on uh, Ren's menu this uh, last couple of weeks? Anime and more anime. Really? Which anime? Right now I'm watching God of High School. God of High School. What's yeah. that about? It's about, well, I'm only like in episode two. Mm -hmm. So God of High School is like a tournament of all these like different martial artists uh, yeah. of all types, right? You know, boxing, karate, uh, you know, sword fighting. It's all like uh, uh, the big ass tournament. And so far, the one I watched, they all came and just went battle royale. So everybody's just fighting each other. Yeah, and then later on, um, you find out there's more like you know in, into the story, and they go into like gods and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the but then um, they reference like I'm not sure if you know about the Monkey King Wu Kong. Yeah, yeah, you've told me about Monkey King before. Yeah, so it's kind of like a take on that. So it's so far is very enjoyable. You like it? What's it on? What, what do you stream it on? Uh, Crunchyroll. Oh, Crunchyroll. Yeah. I saw that some of the Crunchyroll stuff ended up on HBO Max. Can you watch that on HBO Max? Oh, I haven't looked. 
Well, HBO is, Max is so limited on their, their anime stuff. Oh. I wish it, it was. Yeah, because I remember seeing, you know, when they showed all the icons of all the stuff that they included and Crunchyroll's logo was on there. But yeah. I know, like you're saying, it was only some of it, not all of it. Yeah, well, this one's a Crunchyroll original, so. Oh, so maybe. It might be on there. Yeah, because I think it's all owned by Viacom or whoever owns HBO and at and I don't even know anymore. Yeah, because, you know, my, uh, my little sister, she's spoiled as heck now. She is watching this anime, mm-hmm. and she's like, I can't stand the commercials anymore. You have to get premium. It's like, okay, I guess. So I'm paying for Crunchyroll now. Oh, then, how much is Crunchyroll? It's like seven nine nine a month. Oh, that's kind of spendy, actually. For yeah. I mean, you have to be, I guess, if you're into anime, though. Well, the thing is, you know, I watch anime, but not as much as back in the day. So yeah. like, since I'm paying for it, I'm like, damn it. I got to use watching more anime. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like watching more anime than ever because I have to. Do they have a free version that, that is commercials? Yeah. Or do you still pay for the commercial version too? Uh, free version with commercials, but their commercials are like super long. Oh, okay. All right, so that's cool. Um, anything else? Oh, we finished Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's start off with our healthy stream and let's talk about the Umbrella Academy because I also finished oh, it. So yeah. uh, mild spoilers. We'll try not to spoil anything super hard, but mild spoilers on Umbrella Academy if you haven't watched it yet. Go ahead. Let's hear your thoughts on season two of Umbrella Academy. Well, I really like season two. Like, I did too. I think I like season two better. Yeah, because uh, sometimes... Season two, like for example, the Stranger Things, it kind of dips down, right? But this one just kept going up because you already know the characters from season one, and they already like develop, and so you just kind of like continue on with their ride. And I thought the the format of how they did it was really really cool too. Yeah, no, I agree. I I thought that uh, season two was much improved over season one because I like season one, but it had its kind of slow moments because there was so much character development. And then in season two, like you said, we already know who everybody is. We kind of know what they're up to. But yet there's still enough development to where we get to see them continue to evolve. But we know where they're coming from at this point. And I thought the story was kind of fun and unique. And mild spoiler ahead, Vanya still sucks, man. When are they going to realize that she's got the issue every time? Like, I feel like that's almost what the story is about is they think that they're doing the right thing. And then at the end, they realize, oh, damn, it's Vanya's fault again. Yeah. It's kind of like a like an ongoing gag now, right? If yeah. Season three, the same thing happens. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, every time. Like, yeah. I think season three will be with them having to contemplate if they're going to kill Vanya because they, they'll finally realize that. Maybe it's just her fate. Like you can continue to shift things around because the, the right. show deals a lot with like uh, time travel and different like timelines and things like that. And maybe they'll realize no matter how much they shift things around, they can't shake that fate as long as she still exists because she's, she's the one that ends the world every damn time. Yeah, because basically the, the premise of season one is we, we ended the world, so we have to start, so we have to stop it, right? Right. And they did stop it. And the same thing still, season two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it still happens. So yeah, I bet you anything that they eventually realize that Vanya's gotta go. And I thought no. it was kind of what was interesting to me is how uh season one makes you feel sorry for Vanya. So you're like, oh man, she gets left out, they're all kind of mean to her. The 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 dad character is super mean to her. 
Now you and know why. She goes, <laughs> yeah, now I know why. And then she goes full baddie. By the end of the season one, she's she's the villain, right? Yeah. And then in season two, they're all going like, oh, it's okay. No big deal. I mean, you slit my throat and blew up the moon. No big yeah. deal. We're good. It's I was forgiven, just kind of you know? surprised that, yeah, they forgave her so easily. I guess they just understood that she was almost mind-controlled and mad, and there's a whole different things going on. But, I mean, that was kind of, I think, who she is at her core. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait. I forgive you because you lost your memory. You don't remember anything. Right, you but forgot that you were a bad guy. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. For me, well, the thing is, like, she has, like, the biggest name out of, like, all the, you know, actors right, and the actresses. actual actors. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm, are they trying to, like, you know, please her for having her more in the show, having her develop more? Because season two, man, she, I don't know, dude. She was the most annoying character in season two, and she, she didn't move the story at all. Well, maybe she did, and we didn't realize it. Because I think that offline we were talking about it a little bit, and I think you made a really good point when you think that we may have seen who the villain of season three may be. And for yeah. that alone, she may have created the you know the season three villain. Maybe that's what will happen is her own creation will kill her and then they'll have to avenge her. And then they don't feel bad about killing her sister, but she's gone. And so they don't have to worry about her ending the world anymore. Yeah. And it's, she can go a, on and do other movie projects. Yeah. It's a foreshadow. Yeah. It could very well be. I mean, I mean, we all have to remember in the end that most of the stuff that we like to watch is comic booky and comic books are like that. You know, sometimes they're not that deep, you know, it's pretty yeah. simple. So um, that wouldn't shock me at all if it was something uh, very similar to that. I think you uh, you figured season three out. Yeah, there so it is. And then here's, here's, to watch. My, here's my um, prediction for season three, right? So okay. spoiler alert right now. Spoiler alert, yeah. If you still haven't tuned out and you're like one to watch this show, sucks for you. Yeah. So basically what Vanya is, the homewrecker, right? She comes yeah. to Sissy's home and ruins her marriage. Gosh yep. darn it. And as she curates the, the villain for next season as in the little boy. Yep. So we see that she, she was able to like pass her power onto Into to him yep. to, mm-hmm. to create, you know, himself. And then maybe that's like a foreshadow of how she's, she's like uh, transferring her doomsday to him. And now mm-hmm. he's taking time bombs or anything, you know? Yeah. You know, the other thought I had is, you know, how this season two takes place in the past uh, many years yeah. prior to them. Right, because it was like the '50s or something, correct? Yeah, either mid '50s, early '60s. 60s? Yeah, yeah. What if it's like one of these weird timeline cyclical things where we think she's given the power to the boy, and then the boy grows up to be the one that helps birth her or something? Like I know oh, they like, acted like they were all like Virgin Marys, but what if somehow he had to do with the relationship, so it comes back around that she he was actually oh, her yeah. father? Yeah, I'm your father. Yeah, and then you're like, wait, she gave him the powers, but then he gave her the powers. You're like, how does it work? But I mean, you could probably make that work based on the fact that they're literally skipping around on the timeline. Right. That's kind of trippy. That's why I hate time travel. (laughs) I know. It's your (laughs) least favorite. Because like season three, basically, like every other superhero movie where, you know, Godzilla versus King Kong. uh, Yeah. Wait, there's a a three-headed dragon or whatever. Right. and then they're a team let me go fight him you know like batman versus superman sort of thing so yeah. i'm thinking like you know uh she, she created 
little boy villain because at the end he smirks and like dude he's right. a bad guy you know he's gonna go all and douchebag they meet the sparrow academy and they're right. gonna fight each other uh but wait 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 Vanya created this guy he's a bad guy he's the bad guy too. by now yeah. and he could be an adult by then yeah, yeah he's that makes old, a lot yeah. I'm buying into that. And tell us what you told me offline about the Sparrow Academy. Oh, Sparrow Academy. Basically, like you said, how you know how uh, they time traveled back, right? So yeah, they come I, back I, to the, they think they're back for those who aren't fully caught up or can't remember. They think they're back to their normal time, but it's been changed. Right. So if you, if you rewind back to where they went back to the 60s and then met their dad, right? And yep. then at that time, the dad doesn't know anything about these special babies, right? Because it was right. before the, the where they were all born. And then he was exposed to that knowledge like 20, 30 years beforehand. And right. so um, basically the, he was being warned like, hey, this is happening. You need to prepare. And so maybe when they, they left that timeline and went back to the present, old old dad created, found more babies that were special he picked, so what you're saying is he picked all new special babies yeah. rather than the original Umbrella Academy ones because yeah. he already knows that they're flawed. Yeah, like they, these babies suck. I need better abilities, you know? Right. And then he's, pre- he's prepped for them because they show up and like you said, we think, we automatically think because all of them are in the shadows except for um, uh, Ben. Ben, except for Ben comes walking out and you think, oh, okay, so that means they're all still there. Ben's alive. He's looking all cool and gothic looking. Yeah. But the, the dad was never exposed to Ben in the 60s because he was already dead by then. Yeah, because he was, we only see him because he was a ghost. Nobody else right. sees him, you know. Yeah, dad just us and him. Klaus. Yeah. <laughs> the audience so, and Klaus are the only ones. Yeah, so when um, he, he finds out Ben in the, in, the, in, the, in the future, He's like, this baby's new to me. I never met him before. So that's right. why he's like, you know, the head. And he's like, probably the most powerful too. The Kraken. Right. He goes full Kraken. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I, I love that. So I'm hoping, I think that uh, this is one of those shows that seems to be improving. So maybe season three will be even better than season two. It's kind of like Stranger Things is the exact opposite. We're start off with one of the most perfect seasons of television ever. And then it right. progressively gets worse each season. And we'd heard that, you know, season four is obviously coming out. And then we just heard that they've green lit season five. And yeah. it makes me kind of nervous because that show gets a, you know, a small percentage worse every time we watch it. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that next season they, they do Ellen page, you know, better, you know, job. Set her, because set her up better. Like, so she's not so like, I don't know, flawed. Well, I feel like in real life, she has uh, a lady wife, right? Yeah. So she, she she's LE, LGBTQT. Yeah, they wanted to work in her representation. Yeah, and I feel like that was it's kind of too forced. forced. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally like, I think everybody who listens to the show knows we're totally pro LGBTQ yeah. stuff, like totally pro. And it's great when it feels natural, but sometimes... It, they like a show like that didn't have that originally and then they're trying to be woke and they kind of pushed it yeah. more than it needed to be because like you know it's like why did you need it when you already have klaus you know representing you know yeah he was already representing yeah. yeah and he's doing a great job it wasn't forced it was just it's, it was him you know mm-hmm. and this one felt like wait that came out of left field what the hell man yeah, where'd that come from she wasn't like that at all season one but yeah, this yeah. stuff obviously can happen in real life too but yeah, yeah it did seem like 
it was a writer's trick. And so right. the audience can pick up on that. And why I think that everybody appreciates all like sexualities, races, genders, all that jazz being represented in TV. Cause I mean, who doesn't feel good when they see someone like them on TV? It, yeah. We, we can pick up when it's not uh, normal, right? We're like, ah, hold yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> that that's, that's not what it should be. I think one of my other favorite development was on uh, Diego. Yeah, Diego was way cooler in season yeah, two than he was yeah. in season one. Plus, they revealed that he was way more powerful than I think any of us yeah. thought he was. Yeah, because you can see in the trailer, he's like Matrix stopping bullets and stuff. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, he's, he's like went full Matrix. And uh, before, we just thought he was low-rent Batman. But he's way cooler yeah. than Batman. Well, that's what, that's what Five said, too. <laughs> like, think of Batman, but less cool. <laughs> because yeah, we, we knew that he was able to like you know manipulate his like knives when he throws it right so i thought that when the, the bullets were shooting at him he was able to like manipulate that much bullets and just move them out of the way so like, right he has the force basically it turned out he could stop everything he's like whoosh and stops yeah. like everything in place i'm like bro how come you've never used this before i know until now <laughs> when you have waiting to. for the moment Maybe it's kind of like he only do it once a day, you know? Oh, I blew yeah, my load. tiring. I can't. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> once a day. Sometimes that's all any guy can do. Don't, don't ask for more. So, so is Lily, Lilia, Lilia? The, the girlfriend? The Indian chick? Yeah. Is her power like mimicking? Yeah. So her power is pretty cool. So basically, if you try to perform your power against her, she automatically has the exact same power. So she could, she only has that power when you use it at her. So they yeah. quickly learned that every time they try to use their powers against her, it was pointless. It almost be better. That's why if you think back to early on when five met her and they just kind of had like a fight, he was able to kind of take her out real quick. Cause just fighting her physically, you're going to be better than trying to use your powers. Cause she'll use them against you. Yeah. She's kind of like a Peter Petrelli sort of thing. Totally, but Peter Petrelli, what made him amazing is he gained the power and kept it. He like just added it to his arsenal. Right. Well, that's think later. That's later on yeah. though. Yeah, well, at true. the beginning it was one at a time. Yeah, so it's the same kind of thing then. So it's, this is more like she can use it as long as they're using it, but yeah. if they quit using it, she can't use it any longer either. That's why I always thought that power is kind of dumb, because what if like there's no metas, you know, like no meta humans at all, you know? Yeah, then, just then she's just normal. Kick. Yeah. And she's normal the whole time. Like Yeah. Without people with powers, she's nobody. She's nothing. Yeah, I, I think it makes it kind of interesting. It makes it like an interesting character development. Because, right. yeah, that was what was wrong with Heroes and Peter Petrelli is they just started making him all powerful. And it was kind of like, dude, dude's got all the powers. He's got the cheat code. It wasn't fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about some other Netflix stuff since we're on Netflix. Have you yeah. had a chance yet to watch Teenage Bounty Hunters? <laughs> no. I don't, I don't think I'm planning on watching that. <laughs> You're never going to watch it? I'm going to sell you on it right now. So Teenage Bounty Hunters is uh, better than it sounds. It, it, it's made to know that it's going to be dorky and silly and kind of trashy. And the concept is super simple. So it's about two high school grade twins. And they're two pretty girls. And they're, uh, they live in Texas or somewhere Midwest they, they're rich. They go to like an all Catholic private school. And along the way, they accidentally become bounty hunters by someone who mistaken, they get into like a car accident. And because they're in Texas and their dad's a badass, 
they draw their guns on this guy that their dad had in the car. And so this other guy pulls up and thinks that they're bounty hunters too. And so he agrees to split the bounty with them because they kind of caught this guy by pure accident. Right. And so from there on, they start working for this other dude and he gets some uh, different bounties to go look for. But the, the show is really silly. Like one of the twins is like hypersexual. And the other one's trying to be super religious, but she's also sexual. They both talk, like one of them talks like a, a, you know, like a sailor, you know, she's swearing up and down and it's just really funny. Like it knows what it is. It's one of these shows that doesn't try to pretend to be anything else. It knows that it's this kind of silly nonsense show that doesn't make right. a ton of sense, but it's fun along the way. And it honestly is doing more for me than uh, the, that nun show ever did. Warrior Nun. Like I'd hope Warrior Nun would be kind of that dorky, silly like vibe. And this show, I think, does it better. It's, it's, I, right. I've only seen about an episode so far, but I kind of like it. I'm going to watch, keep watching it. It's a great lunchtime show. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan when the show is always trying to like ride a line. Like, should we go above it or should we stay put or go below it? It's like never, you know, never right, you know? Yeah. I think, though, you should give it one episode. And then come back next podcast and tell people if you're like, okay, I decided I liked it or it's exactly what I thought it was and I don't want to watch it. Next episode, I'm like, oh, I'm finished. Yeah, you're like, I finished them all. <laughs> because I'm telling you, it's not as bad. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to say I would recommend it because I, like I've said, I've only seen a single episode. But based solely on episode one, I would say that it's above average. If we're doing our, our whole nuts rating system, it's above a five. And generally, anything wow. above a five, I'm happy to watch while I pound my salad at lunchtime. So it's like, yeah. let's go. So it's watchable, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, I'd say it's slightly more than watchable. So yeah, uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters is on Netflix. It premiered just a few days ago. But of course, you know, Netflix dumps them all at once. So um, if anybody's curious about it, uh, it's not so filthy that you couldn't watch it in a room full of people. But it does have some swear words and some simulated sex scenes you don't really because they're, they're playing high schoolers i'm glad they don't show nude high schoolers that always right. weirds me out but uh otherwise yeah i kind of dig it so um netflix strikes again they always always have a lot of at the very least they have a lot of content i guess i'll do uh the audio nets a solid and watch one episode with them. yeah one episode <laughs> it's the least you can do it's not that bad yeah. it's not like utopia falls or any of the other crap oh, yeah. i watch just so we yeah, can yeah. talk about it so yeah, I I, uh, I I I mildly recommend Teenage Bounty Hunters. Now hold on, there's another show I know you're gonna want to watch uh, that's debuting on Netflix tomorrow, uh, August 21st to Friday, and it stars Jake Johnson. Remember him from New Girl? New Girl, Spider Man himself, Spider Man, Ron Funchies, uh, Cleo King, Natasha Leggero, Rob Riggle. And A.D. Miles, so a bunch of famous comedians in a brand new cartoon series called Hoops. Oh, now, yeah, Hoops, I saw, I saw did that. Did you see that trailer? trailer? Yeah. Yeah, it it's looks pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it reminds me a little of Paradise PD, so I'm hoping it's not as dirty as Paradise PD. I mean, yeah. animation style. I mean, it, sh it shouldn't be because it's like, you know, high school or right. middle school. But the concept is really simple. Jake Johnson plays a PE teacher that apparently sucks and is angry all the time. Right. And uh, he's just trying to keep his job. And it kind of shows all of his antics about how he treats the students and how the other faculty and principal think he's kind of a loser. So um, in Jake Johnson, he you can tell right away that this cartoon character is Jake Johnson. So he's definitely himself. It's funny. Playing himself. 
yeah, so I'm excited to watch that and give everybody a review on that next time too. Uh, but Netflix is like, they're putting out, they're, like I said, all the content. Uh, did you see also uh, back in the day uh, when YouTube TV started, they had a handful of originals and probably one of their most popular originals was Cobra Kai, which was the, the long awaited sequel to the Karate Kid movies, the OG Karate, Karate Kid movies. Karate. Yeah, not Karate. the Jalen Smith Karate Kid. And so they brought back Ralph Macchio and that other blonde-haired dude no one knows the name of. And they played adult versions of the Karate Kid and that dude teaching other kids karate. And it was pretty well-received. I've never actually seen it. But um, it turns out that they've moved it over to Netflix. So uh, I guess YouTube TV dropped it. Netflix is getting the OG season and producing a brand-new season. And that debuts on August 28th. For those of you who are stoked on Karate Kid and Cobra Kai and were bummed that it had been gotten canceled on YouTube, it's back. It's on Netflix now. How many were on YouTube? Is that two seasons? Yeah, I think it was one or two seasons. So, um, yeah, it continues on. And a lot of people really like it. I might give it a shot now. Uh, I just never got around to it for whatever reason yeah. on YouTube. It'd be kind of funny if, like, you know that one um, trailer where they made uh... – Karate Kid, what's his name again? Daniel Sun. Uh, oh, Daniel Sun. Yeah, he's like, they they made him like the the villain, you know, because he's a jerk, he's trying to steal other people's girl. And I know I, you could totally edit the OG Karate Kid and make him the dick because he's the one stealing yeah. other guy's girlfriend. Yeah. Like Johnny, is that, is that his name? Yeah, Whatever. Johnny. Johnny's like, kick his what's ass, Johnny. <laughs> what's this kid doing? With the leg. Yeah. What if like the new season is like he. He is a jerk, and Johnny is like the good guy. You know, Johnny's just been just like a decent dude the whole time. Yeah, I've been trying to tell everybody this karate kid's a real dick. Yeah. Take my girl, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's also on Netflix. And then, last but not least, on Netflix, um, this one could be both kind of a a tasty trailer and a Netflix one. Is a new movie that's coming out. It's called The Devil All the Time, and that premieres on September sixteenth. And this movie stars Tom Holland. And what's amazing about it is it's loaded with big time actors. Like, I feel like Netflix spent their whole nut on uh, paying names. So uh, yeah. The Devil All the Time stars, obviously, like I said, um, Tom Holland, but also has Bill Skarsgård, Riley Coe, Jason Clark, Sebastian Stan. I know. You look um, kind of chubby in that one. Yeah, he's getting a little weight. And uh, uh, Robert Patterson, Twilight Batman's in it as well. And yeah. it's funny, you got all these English actors with like uh, Southern drawls and they're like, yeah, um, that's what I, that's, or first, something. That's, that's the first thing I thought. Like, all these actors are playing like this Southern accent. Yeah. And so the movie takes place in like, I don't know, the 50s or it's like, I think it runs for quite a period of time. I was looking at the synopsis. Well, I watched the trailer and then I was looking at the synopsis and it says, hold on, where is this? So it takes place in Ohio. I was wrong about, I thought it was Texas, but it takes place in Ohio. And it's about a neighboring backwoods and sinister characters, an unholy preacher. And that's the Robert Patterson guy, Batman himself, a twisted young couple, Jason Clark. And Jason Clark's that name. You never know who it is, but it's the dude from all those eight movies, you know? Yeah, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. yeah, Planet of the Apes guy. He's like, he's a great guy and he's in everything. I can never remember the actor's actual name. And a crooked sheriff, Sebastian Stan, uh, converge around a young Arvin Russell, which is Tom Holland, 
as he fights the evil forces that threaten him and his family. Spanning the time between World War II and the Vietnam War, director Antonio Campos, The Devil All the Time, renders a seductive and horrific landscape that pits the just against the corrupted. And get this, it's produced by Jake Gyllenhaal. Produced so by him? Yeah. This movie is just loaded with peoples. Yeah, so, so many names. Um, did you watch the trailer for it yet? I did. What did you think? It looks interesting. Did it, did it pique your interest? I mean, if it was in the theater, I wouldn't, wouldn't go watch it. Correct. But since yeah. it's on Netflix, totally gotta watch it. Yeah, it looks like the kind of movie that maybe they're trying to um, get like an award for. You yeah. know what I mean? I can totally see them going for like an award. But I agree. If this was a movie theater movie, I'd probably wait for it. In the old days, I would have waited for it to show up on Redbox. But right. now that it's like straight to Netflix, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it because it looks it looks like it's well acted. Um, it looks intense. So yeah, I'm down to watch the devil devil all the time. It's kind of like Tom Holland's like, hey, guess what, guys? I I could play other parts too. You know, I'm trying to show yeah, you. Yeah, it's range. smart for him to get out early and not get so typecast as Spider Man. But yeah, oh, Spider Man versus Batman. Let's go. And yeah. uh, the Winter <laughs> Soldier. You see Boss Logic? No. It makes sense now. He he made a you know they they um showcase the Batman logo yeah and he put the Batman logo onto like Spider Man logo oh he, that was like, the joke he got it yeah, first was, yeah now I get oh. it I was like why is this Batman and Spider Man logo mashup Boss Logic's smarter than the rest of us yeah um over on HBO Max I know you've been watching it I've been watching it is that um the brand new um shoot what's that show called all of a sudden i didn't write it down what show the one with the uh un- lovecraft lovecraft country. lovecraft country lovecraft country and so we both watched the debut of that the other night and i had i think we had a little bit different opinions yeah so why don't you give your review of the first episode i loved it man you loved it yeah yeah i thought i was a little slow that's all well for me, it it started with like, you know, Jordan Peele being Jordan Peele, and then all of a sudden, you know, wait, 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 it's also directed by J.J. Abrams, you know, right. and then J.J. Abrams comes out with all those like, uh, spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, all those like monsters, like what the yeah. hell? Yeah, it, it took me off guard. I wasn't expecting that at all, so I was just surprised, and that's why I liked it. So anyone who doesn't know about Lovecraft Country, it takes place in like the 50s, um, still segregated America, uh, about these black family. I thought this, honestly, the most interesting part for me in the first episode was the basic concept that they're traveling around and they're basically making a guide of where it's safe for black people to travel. So they have this kind of black person's travel guide that says, hey, it's, it's cool to go to this town and this restaurant, do these things. It's cool to go here. It's not good. Don't go here. Don't go there. In fact, I learned a new term I never heard before and actually looked it up afterwards, which was the terminology sundown town. And one of the things oh. they referenced was that there were these towns that were called sundown towns and black people knew that they shouldn't go into those towns once the sun set because basically it meant that uh, they could be violently hurt. And in the one town, the, the sheriff basically tells them, hey, if you don't make it out of my, my county before uh, sundown, sundown, yeah, you're, you're getting hung in the trees. Yeah. And so they're trying to race out of it and that's when all hell breaks loose. But 
So they, they, it's kind of like the Watchmen where they are taking this fantasy element and they're blending it with like these cultural references and cultural history that was really cool. I like that part a lot. And the yeah, acting's yeah. really good. It's visually great. Some of the special effects were a little iffy, but otherwise I thought it looked pretty good. And, uh, but yeah, it just took a, it took me a hot minute to get into it. Cause it took, it was a kind of a slow build up, and then it just goes full pandemonium in like the last yeah. 15, 20 minutes. That's why, that's probably why I liked it. Cause it was like slow, slow, slow. All of a sudden it went boom. <laughs> like it it reminded me really fast. So it, like, yeah, it definitely felt more Jordan Peely than JJ Abrams to me. Cause those are the two producers of the show, but it kind of reminded me, do you remember the movie by Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez about the vampires? What was that movie called? Interview with a Vampire? No, it was, no. God, what was it called? Oh, um, oh, I wish you could remember it. Dracula? No, God damn it. <laughs> I had to look it up. So there was a movie uh, a long time ago that was directed by, it was co-directed. So it was Robert um, Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino, and it was a vampire movie. And the movie starts off, and it feels, because it was definitely, I don't know if it was maybe more Quentin Tarantino at first, and it feels like a heist movie, and it stars um, George Clooney. And it feels oh, like a, um, Dusk Till Dawn. Dusk Till Dawn. Ah, so Dusk Till, there, yeah. you did it. Winner, winner, uh, vampire dinner. So Dusk Till Dawn starts off, and it, the whole like hour and a half beginning of the movie feels like a heist movie. It's like fun, and you're loving it. Then all of a sudden, it just goes off the rails with vampire, like vampire brothel or something. Yeah. It goes crazy. And that's what this reminded me of, because they got me so into the, the tone of this this black history stuff and I was digging it and then they just went off the rails with all these monsters. I'm like, Whoa, but maybe I'll grow into it. Cause the yeah. best part for me was the very end when they showed us also this season and they gave us a bunch of like more of what we're going to see. And it looks like it's very fantasy driven from here on out. So now that my mind's more fantasy driven, I think I'll be, I'll be ready for it. But it began fantasy driven, you know? A little bit, but that was a dream. Yeah. So, like, because, yeah, at first I was like, whoa, what the heck? And then they realized he's just dreaming. And so, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. So I don't dislike it. Uh, I actually do like it. I just didn't like it as much as you do. And I'm excited to watch more episodes. Yeah, I got, I got so hyped. I had a tweet about it. I know. I saw <laughs> you tweeted it. So, yeah, if anybody has HBO Max, it's probably uh, the biggest, best show they've got going on right now. But I did also just finish Doom Patrol season two. And that show, to be fair, that took me a few episodes too. It took me about three episodes to get into Doom Patrol. And I loved it. Uh, If I was going to rank my adult uh, superhero TV shows, and I was grabbing Umbrella Academy, and I'm grabbing The Boys, and I'm grabbing Doom Patrol. If I guessed in the first three episodes, I would have had Doom Patrol at the very bottom because I'm not a huge DC guy. Honestly, I'd go The Boys is the best. Doom Patrol is my second favorite. Wow. And then Umbrella. So I'd put Before Doom Patrol brew on me. Yeah. So I liked yeah. it better on Umbrella. I think the 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 reason why I really like Doom Patrol is it's a very smart show for what yeah, it is. It's so clever. And yeah. that's a show like we're talking about how Umbrella felt a little forced with some of their LGBTQ stuff. Doom yeah. Patrol handles it amazingly. Yeah. They give so much love to the LGBTQ community that and it's well done. It doesn't feel forced. It feels natural yeah. to the story. 
and it's fantastic. It gives like, if you're like into that kind of thing, the representation is really well done. Well, it hits like a lot of other topics too that, you know, people don't really talk about like child abuse and all that stuff. Mental health. They do yeah. such a good job on mental health. And like you said, like the child abuse stuff is very intense, but well handled. It doesn't make you feel too gross. You, you get through it, but it's also so funny. It is dark humor. They do things like at first I only cared about season one. I only cared about the robot dude and Jane. Those were the only two characters. I thought everybody else was yeah. ancillary. I wasn't really interested in their stories and they developed them as season two went. It just continued to grow. And I like all the characters. I like how they took the main dude and they really changed his character development where you're thinking, Oh, he's one way. And then now maybe he's a different way. And I dig it. I like that. They they're keeping us on our toes. Yeah. So you said it's been renewed, right? It has been renewed for season three. Okay. So if you haven't watched June Patrol and you do have HBO Max, uh, jump on it because it's a great show. But give it a couple episodes. The other thing, though, is did you see that DC Universe finally went tits up? And um, so all their shows are coming to HBO Max. We talked about that finally, in a previous dude. episode. Like, where's Titans? Where's Swamp yeah. Thing? Where's this? You know, so all of it's going to get put on HBO Max eventually. But the first one that they did was uh, Harley Quinn, the animated series. Yeah. And the, the guy that played, um, his name is Alan Tudyk, plays the main villain, um, Mr. Nobody, in season one of Doom Patrol. And they even make a joke in season two because he's not really in season two. It's because he left to do the voice of the Joker in Harley Quinn. And they, they said it in the episode, right? Yeah, because they, like, they, they were stuck in a painting and they go, where's Mr. Nobody? And the other character is like, oh, he left to do some animated crap. <laughs> and it's <laughs> I true. It was really funny. I'm like, so yeah. meta. Yeah, I loved it. So yeah, um, Harley Quinn though, uh, I dig it. It's not amazingly hilarious. But I enjoy it thoroughly. I think that they swear a little too much. Like sometimes I, I like swearing. I'm not against swearing, but it needs to be funny. And they have her. It's you can see the Kaylee uh, Kuko character. She plays the voice of Harley. Yeah. She tries to be extra Harleyish in the beginning, in the first few episodes, where she's even doing the Mr. J. You know that whole like kind of accent that Margot Robbie kind of figured out and did. And then right. she gets completely away from it. She drops that completely about She's four episodes in. Yeah. <laughs> and the swearing also gets toned down because I thought she was just like, F this, F that. And like, I'm not, like I said, it didn't hurt my feelings. It just seemed like I'm, you're, you're, the dialogue doesn't seem smart if you have to drop the F word every third, third character. So, um, but I, I still recommend it. It's a good show. Have you watched any of it yet? No. Wait, you're finished? Uh, we're three quarters of the way. I'm watching oh. that one with my wife because she really likes it too. So, uh, wow. it's, it's, it's good for everybody. Is that like the only cartoon your wife's watching? <laughs> Honestly, if it's not made by Disney, I'd say yes. Yeah. She yeah. watches Disney cartoon movies, but I don't think she ever watches. I mean, we used to watch the family guy like a hundred years ago together and that's about yeah. it. Yeah, I'll have to give yeah. it a watch on my list. Yeah. Add it to your list, but here's what else you should add to your list. Um, HBO has got a brand new show by Ridley Scott and we'll remember Ridley Scott is the director producer of aliens, yeah. uh, gladiator. I think maybe black Hawk down. He's made, he's made the good movies. He makes the big blockbuster movies and he's never once dipped his toes in television. So I'm pretty stoked that he's working on a brand new show called raised by wolves. And the concept of raised by wolves is it's another one of these ones. The earth has ended. We're in the future and they're yeah. sending the kids to another planet to repopulate. And they 
in charge this AI robot lady to kind of take care of them. And of course, when they get to the planet during the trailer, all hell breaks loose. Some other things seem to be arriving and trying to kill the kids. But the way they edit it is very smart because it's very hard to tell if the woman who's raising them, the AI robot lady, is a good guy or a bad guy. And I kind of dig that. So it looks really trippy. So I'm, I'm down to give it a shot. And you say this is a show? It's a television show, yeah. Mm. Have you seen any of that trailer? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. So that's a good one. You should definitely check it out. Uh, Raised by Wolves, September 3rd on HBO Max. Well, it's coming out pretty soon. Yeah, it's really soon. Um, and then last but not least, HBO Max also has a brand new movie coming out. It looks kind of funny. It's kind of one of these indie comedies called Unpregnant. And Unpregnant is basically <laughs> one of these uh, road trip comedies with two female leads. And the one girl is kind of the more popular girl. And she accidentally gets pregnant, but she doesn't want her family to know because she wants to um, take care of it. And her state doesn't allow it without a parental parental signature, but the state, the neighboring state or two states over does, you know? And so she convinces this girl who she hasn't been friends with since like grade school, who's like kind of the overweight goth girl to drive her there. So no one will know that it's happening. And so they've got these really different personalities and the kind of like the crap that happens is they try to travel across these States to get to the, the place. So I'm imagining it'll be one of these feel good movies where she kind of comes to a realization once she gets there, maybe that's not the choice she wants to make or something. I don't know, but it looks kind of humorous and funny in that indie comedy kind of way. Who, who's a star? Uh, I don't even remember because it was one of the ones I added to the list when we were supposed to do a show last week. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I don't know who they are. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Um, I didn't really have anything for Amazon Prime. Uh, I had just quick for the Hulu or no, actually it was Peacock. I didn't have anything for Hulu, but on the Peacock, they're getting a MacGruber series. If anybody remembers, MacGruber was the MacGyver parody that used to be on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And that's going to be coming out. Yeah, with Will Forte. That's coming out in 2021 on the Peacock. Um, On Apple TV, though, they have a brand new show that I actually like a little bit. It's called Ted Lasso, and it stars the one and only Jason Sudeikis. And they released the first four episodes, and they're doing once a week after that. So I've seen the first four episodes because once we watched one, we couldn't get enough. So Ted Lasso is Damn, a just feel one, good huh? comedy. Yeah, it's they a give feel you good comedy. And took one. I, I watched. Well, they're they're short. They're half hour, maybe even less than a half hour. So we watched it almost like a movie. But Ted Lasso stars Jason Sudeikis as a uh, American college football coach who's super successful. And he ends up getting hired by an English soccer team to coach the soccer team. And you're like, why would they do that? Because he knows Jack's squad about soccer. Well, it turns out that the owner um, is a female who just recently divorced from her husband. And he somehow ended up getting everything. And all she got was the soccer team that she doesn't care about. But he loved the soccer team. That's why she kind of took it from him. And Because he was cheating on her. He was a big-time cheat. So she kind of wants to get back at him. So she purposely hires Ted Lasso to ruin the team so that he'll be upset that his team sucks. But Ted Lasso is just such a likable guy. No matter how much she tries to sabotage him, he just makes everybody like him and does well, even though he knows Jack's, you know, Jack's squad about soccer. So it's, it's really cute, and I like it. Is it. Was there a joke like, it's still football? <laughs> no, he, he, he makes a couple jokes about, you guys call it football. But they, they do their fair share of jokes, uh, you know, about him being over the pond. 
but they really play the he's just a good guy. Like you don't see that anymore on TV because we're so used right. to the main characters being like douche canoes. Right. And he's just like they play he plays it straight up. He's a good guy, he's got no alternative motives. He's just a good guy. And so as things are trying to happen to him, it just like duck you know, water off a duck's back, it doesn't bother him because he's a good dude. You just can't hate funny. him. Yeah, yeah, you can't hate him. It's it's fun and likable. Um, over on Disney, I was going to ask you, we all saw that they're going to put Mulan on Disney, but you have to pay extra for it. It's 30 Bones comes out September 4th. If you want to watch Mulan at home, since it never made it to the theater. So yeah. is your household going to shell out the 30 Bones for Mulan? Yes. Because nice. It's like a... You know, like for example, when Black Panther came out, it's all yeah. like black uh, African yeah. American cast, right? So you know, there's a lot of support. So it's right. kind of like that too, though, where we as an Asian community feel like we have we should support that too, because well, it's we like I said earlier with that, the LGBTQ know? stuff. It's like representation. It's fun to see people that yeah. represent you. Yeah, I mean, like for me, I I should go watching the theaters, you know, but. I'm perfectly fine watching it at home, you know? Yeah, why risk it? Yeah. And what's nice about it is why some people are like, wow, 30 bucks, that's a lot of money to watch a movie at home. You get it forever. So as long as you have Disney Plus an account, and as we've mentioned many episodes ago, we both got the three-year Disney Plus thing. So we have the account for at least two more years. Yeah. That movie is yours. So as long as you maintain your Disney Plus account, you only pay that $30 one time, and then it lives in your library. And so... I wouldn't be shocked though if after a while it's going to become part of just Disney Plus, anyways. So I I would imagine that you pay that thirty dollars, that movie's yours. Yeah, because like for me, I have uh, three sisters, right? Yeah. So if we go to the theater, you know, three sisters are paying. Yeah, it's forty bucks right there. Dude, that's like way more. Yeah. Buying popcorn, drinks. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want people like, oh my gosh, thirty bucks so expensive, dude. Are you going to go watch it alone or something? <laughs> right. You know, like, and I think that's a lot of people get that. That's where they get, get it twisted is they think about the fact that, well, why go see a movie on Tuesday for $5, but that's just by yourself. Even if you bring five people with you on a $5 Tuesday, there's your movie right there. And you can have as many people as you want over to watch it. You could share your account password as many people as you want. Yeah. I mean, you, you make that $30 movie go a long way. Yeah. So it's really not that bad. And we talked, I think, in a past episode about how millennials said they would pay up to $60 for a first-run oh. movie. Now that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> that's I draw the line at 30 Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I'm not sure. We'll see if the wife and kids harass me because – to be honest, you know, everybody's going to hate me. I didn't see the cartoon version of Mulan until last year <laughs> for the first time ever. Well, the, the funny thing is like, I knew the real version was coming out. Well, it doesn't even matter because like the, the cartoon version is totally different from the, from this version. That's true. Maybe I'll like, wait for you to buy it and you can tell me if it was like, wow, this movie is really good. Yeah. Like I watched the trailer and you see Mulan like wall running and, you know, yeah. like those old school Chinese fighting action movie. I'm like, What's going on? Where's Mushu, damn it? <laughs> She's just like a straight badass. All right. Yeah, we'll but, watch it. Nice. Perfect. I think this is a perfect breaking point. Take a quick commercial and we'll be right back. Uh, on the flippity flip, we're going to talk about a couple more TV shows and a couple streaming uh, tasty trailers. And then I have a few small pieces of news jacuzzi. 
I we got a smart mask that is uh, gonna amplify your voice and translate it. What? Uh, Blockbuster is doing something you never would have thought. Who knew Blockbuster even existed anymore? And I'm gonna blow your mind with is it Gundam? Is that the robot guys that you, the anime guys like? Well, get excited for the Gundam theme park with a life-size Gundam robot. Because we're going to talk about uh, that on the flip side. Need affordable graphic design? VisualAntiDesign.com should be your first stop. High-quality work at low, low prices. Perfect for every need from corporate to personal. Visit VisualAntiDesign.com now and request your free quote. And for a limited time, mention Audio Knots for 10% off your first project. Okay, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Um, we have so much stuff with content. I actually might skip over some of this and save it for next time because we've been talking already for 50 minutes and we're just jumping into the second half. Really? It's so, only halftime? I know. Damn. It's crazy. When you're having a good time, it just goes by fast. Um, I want to talk about a few more uh, streaming things before I get into the tasty trailers, though, because uh, outside of the standard streaming networks, if you have like cable satellite or YouTube TV or one of the streaming ones, Hulu Live, um, there's a new cartoon I stumbled across by pure happenstance called Dallas and Robo. And it's kind of funny. It stars Kat Dennings and John Cena is the voices. <laughs> and yeah, Dallas and Robo is about um, uh, space truckers they're they like drive they're like truckers but they drive their it's like a spaceship and they drive it around in space john cena plays the robot ai he gets really mad on the show when you call him a robot because he's an ai and kat dennings who has the perfect voice by the way for cartoons i've always loved her voice um and she plays the female trucker dallas and they get into all sorts of mischief and uh, uh, uh boy danger and i have been watching it and it's pretty funny. It was originally a short, like, 10-minute television show on just YouTube. It was a YouTube series. You didn't even have oh, really? to have any special YouTube. But now it's on the Sci-Fi Network. And they're half-hour episodes. And they're, they're pretty funny. So if anybody has the Sci-Fi Network uh, or at least wants to get a taste of it, run over to YouTube and watch one of the OG 10-minute episodes. But it's good. I like it. So I recommend uh, Dallas and Robo. Cat Dennings has a very like recognizable voice, right? Totally, such a recognizable voice, and she was made for cartoons. The fact that she maybe she has, but this is the first cartoon I've really seen her in. But it's definitely an adult or a grown-up show. Like uh, uh, Kid Danger is over fourteen, and that's where I put the line because they swear a little bit and make adult jokes, but it's not gross by any means. I like Cat. She's a hot. And she is a hot, very hot. She has beautiful eyes. So, um, speaking of cartoons, did you see that they're rebooting Rin and Stimpy? We talked last time about the Rin and Stimpy documentary. Uh, they're giving it a full-on reboot. What? I saw like yeah. a headline there, so I thought it was just a documentary that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they launched the documentary to help push the reboot. But yeah, all new artists. It's going to be, I guess, on like Comedy Central or something. So, uh, I I don't know. We'll see. They're rebooting all these old cartoons. We talked about the reboot of Beavis and Butthead not that long ago. And now yeah. a reboot of Rin and Stimpy is coming along too. I wonder but what also, art style they're going to choose. Like I what think they got to right? stay similar, right? Because, right? I mean, that was part of what made Rin and Stimpy so great. Now, I know they won't let the OG creator be part of it because that guy's right. a gross pervert. 
but uh, yeah, I mean, I think you had to stick with that style because that, that was what made it so cool. But also on um, the regular telly, um, Discovery Channel is promoting and putting out a show called Growing Belushi. And Growing Belushi follows Jim Belushi. If you remember him, he's a comedian. His brother, um, James, was it James? Yeah, Jim and James Belushi. Saturday Night Live, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he has moved to our lovely state of Oregon and he started his own marijuana farm in Eagle Point, Oregon. And this show, I think, debuted yesterday, actually. And it follows his kind of, it's like a documentary style show. And it follows him starting his own cannabis grow and selling his Jim Belushi style weed to all the local weederies. And I thought it looked pretty fun because he was talking about one of the parts, how he'd hired the guy that was the original weed dealer for the 1970s, 1980s Saturday Night Live cast. Apparently, they all had the same weed dealer that came to Saturday Night and sold them weed. And so they hired him on to name all the, the um, strains and stuff that they have. So it looks pretty cool. Damn, we got to get him on the show. I know. He was, in fact, he was just in my town. Uh, that's one of the things I saw that he was in the town because he goes around to all the dispos and promotes his weed. So maybe I will pay more attention to where he's at and like show up with a tape recorder and be like, you want to say something for the audio nuts? Yeah, we're going to like, go away. <laughs> we're going to uh, promote you in our show. Come yeah. On. <laughs> we'll give you a free commercial, Mr. Yeah. Belushi. Yeah. yeah Cause sure. he's got some pretty funny stuff going on there and it looks like an entertaining show. I like those kind of shows. So uh, everybody check out growing Belushi on discovery. See, Oregon is the best. We are the best. Um, we are the, he even mentions though, that we're oversaturated with the marijuana's and that, uh, He's only selling better than most because of his name. His name really helps him sell his nice. product. Next, I want to talk about just a couple tasty trailers. The tasty trailers. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, there's a brand new television show that's getting developed, and the trailer is out right now, starring the same Alan Tudyk that we talked about over on uh, HBO Max. He's going to play another sci-fi style character in a show called Resident Alien. And Resident Alien is actually based off a comic book of the same name, and the concept is really simple. An alien crash lands on Earth and disguises himself as a human and for whatever reason chooses to be a doctor, even though he doesn't really know anything about humans. I think it's to secretly study us. Right. And it's done in that uh, really dark humor, Alan Tudyk style. And it looks kind of amusing. I guess it comes out in 2021. But did you watch that trailer yet? It, for me, it was more like a teaser. It was so short. Yeah, because it Did shows him like, trailer? I don't know, because it shows like, it shows him crash landing and they're talking to him. He's like eating glass and the one yeah. kid gets freaked out when he walks in. He still looks like an alien. Yeah, it was like a minute and a half long, I think. So yeah, yeah maybe yeah, it was yeah. more of a teaser trailer, probably because it's still so far out. But it, it looks entertaining. I'll watch anything at this point with Alan Tudyk. He's built a lot of credit with me. Yeah, he's such a good actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that he's always willing to kind of choose these funny sci-fi roles. Because it looks, it looks good. So everybody go look for the trailer for Resident Alien. Uh, the other trailer uh, I told Ren to watch was called Get Duped. Uh, Get Duped debuts on Amazon on August 28th. And what's funny about Get Duped is it also has, it was originally, they call it an Amazon original, but it was one of these European English movies right. that was released overseas first. And it was called Boys in the Wood, you know, like Boys in the Hood. 
and Get Duked is kind of a most dangerous game style movie. We've all seen this before where humans are hunting humans. But these three delinquent teenagers, and they're all English, so they got that dark English humor, go on what's supposed to be like a camping trip to make them better young citizens, I think. And they <laughs> something goes awry. They get away from their group, and this guy starts hunting them for sport. And it looks really funny. And uh, what did you think about it? I thought it looked pretty funny too. Like it's kind of like one of those where happy accidents that benefits them sort of thing. Yeah. They're they're just trying to get away, but it keeps like working in their favor. Right. And they're like all swearing at each other, trying to act tough, but they're all kind of wusses. It looks pretty silly. I like how they're like, what's your name? DJ, you know, scratch it or something. (laughs) And what's your real name? And he, he had to like whisper it to him. (laughs) Yeah, he is. He always wants to go by his cool DJ name. Yeah. Yeah. So that movie, I don't know. It looks fun and it's free. Like I said, it's on Amazon, um, August 28th. Oh, did you see, speaking of August 28th, that New Mutants? I saw a commercial on the NBA game before I came in. Yeah. That it's supposed to actually come in theaters. It didn't say anything about VOD. Like we were so sure. I mean, they put freaking Mulan on VOD and they're still going to make people go, you know, suffer through COVID to watch the new mutants. Is it, do they think that it's that good to where it needs to be in theaters? I can't figure it out. I thought for sure that if, if I was a betting man and I'm a very much a betting man, I would have bet big money that new mutants would end up on VOD and not even touched in theaters. And they're still advertising that it's a theater exclusive. Yeah, did you see that one headline where they're like, not um, New Mutants, but they're going to give Deadshot, Deadshot, Deathshot, Deadshot, Vin Diesel movie? from DC? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that was Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to re-release it on theaters because they're claiming that since it came during like COVID time, that people missed a chance to go see it. I was like, or no, people purposely didn't go. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to see that sucky movie. That's funny. I'd watch that movie if it was free on one of the streaming services. Yeah, I would too. Same with New Moons. So yeah, New Moons. That's that's the weird one for me. We'll see. If I'm I'm curious to see what their their box office ends up being. Like how many people are desperate just to maybe there's a lot of people just like I just gotta see a movie in the theater, and they they'll go see New Moons. But this movie's been retooled, reconfigured, rejiggered. You know, swapped, switched, edited a hundred thousand times by a million different people. So I can't imagine unless they just are by pure luck got it right. This movie is yeah. going to be a hot mess, right? I mean, I'm hoping that somehow, <laughs> some way, it's like a super genius movie. That like we we cannot VOD. It has to be in theater because it's that smart. It'll be the one time <laughs> where you've had 58 writers and six directors and 32 different editors somehow all worked on it and it actually came together. Because usually when that yeah. happens, you, when we see this happen to movies, yeah. it happened to that, that Doolittle movie not that long ago. It happens to movies all the time. Yeah. And those movies usually end up being hot garbage. I mean, even movies I really like, like Solo, that happened to that. And it kind of messed the movie up. It ruins yeah. the flow, the tone. And so, yeah, um, yeah, if this movie somehow ends up being really good, it's like wow you guys hit the lottery i know the wonder it was in theaters yeah you'd be like I oh that. i get it now I get it. yeah yeah there's no reason that it couldn't have been in theaters and so uh yeah everybody uh go risk the covid to see new mutants but uh my last segment the news jacuz the one everybody's waiting for to dip their toes in the bubbles <laughs> All 
I got some pretty good uh, news stories. So I was reading about, as I'm sure everyone at this point knows, we're a mask wearing society and it's probably not going away for quite a while yet. I would imagine we have at least, at the very minimum, six months more, maybe yeah. longer. Like I've heard from the beginning, yeah, that we're looking more like October 2021 to where things are normalized again. Yeah. But so um, there's this company and they have have the best name, by the way, uh, Donut Robotics. Um, Donut Robotics is this Japanese company and and because they've been ahead of the game, I think, in the Asian countries with the masks anyways. Realized probably like many of us have that it's really hard to hear people sometimes the masks on, especially in a crowded room. And so they've created a mask that goes over your other mask. So by the way, you still have to wear your regular, whatever mask you choose to wear, right? So this one's not for safety at all. So you wear your regular mask and then they have a separate mask that kind of snaps over it. And this new mask is really cool because it has an amplifier. It has an app built into it. So you're speaking into a little round quarter size um, microphone and it it goes to your cell phone. So if I'm talking to you, I can just hold my cell phone at and it makes my voice louder. So now you can hear me really loudly and it's not so big a deal. But what's cooler is they took it to the next level because they figured, well, we're already sending the voice through the cell phone and these apps exist. They made it translate. So I can speak English to someone who knows Japanese and it'll translate and vice versa and all sorts of languages. I think they said it's going to debut with 14 different languages. Shoot, that's like... That'd be a good like travel thing. Go to your trade shows or whatever. Just wear it. Like, why are you wearing a mask? So I could talk to you, fool. <laughs> yeah, and I think I'm gonna buy one. So let me ask you this: Now you've heard what it does, and assuming it ends up working the way they say, well, because who knows, it may not work so good. But if it works the way they say it does, how much money would you pay for that? Like, what would you say? Oh, yeah, that's cool. I'd buy that for that much money. Forty nine ninety nine. Dude, you are so right on. You're going to buy one. It says it's going to uh, debut for 40 to 50 bones. It's all it's oh, going to cost. Damn. Damn. Yeah. So, good. so you, you, you nailed right on it. Like if this was the price is right, you just won yourself a translating voice amplifying yeah. mask. <laughs> Come on how... down. <laughs> is, there, is it like a cool looking thing? Like, you know, I could be like uh, Kylo Ren or something. Yeah. Well, the one they showed was white, but maybe they'll have other colors. Um, you guys, anybody wants to look it up, I'm sure if you just looked up Donut Robotics uh, mask on like YouTube, you'd probably find it. But it, it looks like it's almost kind of not maybe a harder plasticky, fabricy material. And you wear it over your regular mask and it, it listens and spits it out your phone. So that's uh, cool. Um, the the technology is pretty simplistic compared to what we do these days. But they came up with it first and I love it. So it's a great idea. Yeah. If they can make it work right, I will also happily pay forty to fifty dollars for it. Yeah, you just gotta wait until the third party like gets like uh some aesthetics to it. Yeah. And you make whatever mask looking uh, I could be sub zero, you know, whatever. Yeah, oh yeah. Make it super dope. You roll in there like finish him really loud in six different yeah. languages. Right. <laughs> so um my next story has to deal with it's locally. So as we all know, uh, Blockbuster Video has been long, long time out of business, except for one holdout. There's been one holdout Blockbuster Video located in the beautiful state of Oregon. Yeah. And yes. what's amazing, it's in, it's in Bend. I know you've been to Bend. For any of the audio nuts out there, Bend is uh, kind of eastern Oregon, but it's a beautiful area that the riches all live in and everybody likes to visit. And for whatever reason, the one blockbuster video has somehow survived there all this time. Like people forgot it existed, so they didn't close it. Now, however, 
because they finally ran out of money and people just aren't renting movies you know, yeah. like they used to, um, they decided they're going to close it. But before they closed it, they decided to turn it into an Airbnb. And you can go in for the, uh, a few weekends, you can go stay inside of this blockbuster. They set up the middle of it to look like a living room with couches. You bring your sleeping bags, everything. And a popcorn machine, a soda machine. And you can walk around the blockbuster and grab as many movies as you want and watch them in there and stay you know, a handful of nights. And the best part about this is they went and it only cost the normal blockbuster rental fee, $4 per night. So you could stay inside of a blockbuster video for four bucks a night. <laughs> Dude, if I lived huh? closer, I'd be all over that just because I would say, yeah, I totally over- slept overnight in a blockbuster. Didn't they say that only the locals could go in or that, in that county could go in? Maybe, probably because it's for a limited time. Yeah. They're trying to so, avoid bringing COVID to their sweet little town. Yeah, so if you're like in California, they're going to deny you. Yeah, but you could always lie. <laughs> you just need an Oregon <laughs> driver's license. But yeah, so that's pretty cool. I thought it was a really neat, that's a good way to go out. If you're going to go out, go out in an Airbnb blaze of glory. Yeah, if you look at the photos, it's like super cute too, like how they set it up. Yeah. It's like, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was, that's a fun story. Uh, my next fun story though, I think you're going to like um, Gundam, the robot mm-hmm. Gundams. Mm-hmm. So they are making a theme park uh, based on Gundam. I believe it's in Japan where all course, the good stuff like that goes. Japan, yeah. And their, their main feature at this Gundam theme park is a fully operational 60 foot Gundam robot that weighs over 25 tons. And they said that it's totally autonomous. They can disconnect it. Like it looks like it looks just because I'm not a Gundam guy and I don't know if everybody who's listening is anybody has ever seen like Pacific Rim. Yeah. You know how the robots are like kind of connected to these giant pillars before they like break loose and start fighting each other. It's that's how it is. It's set up like that. And then the smoke starts going. They put on like a whole show and the smoke starts going. Everything happens. And this thing like breaks loose and starts walking across the theme park. <laughs> it's incredible. incredible. So it's working. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Steven, we're so, going to space, man. Yeah. Dude, like bring it on aliens. We've already got the giant robots. I saw that and I thought, God damn, I wish I could go over there and see that. Like that's a bucket list item. I would love to see that. Yeah. Cause in Japan they have this, Big ass Gundam statue that people always go in and take photos with. Yeah, so how big is that? Do you know what the size of it is? No, not top of my head. But like it's, sixty it's on, feet. It's on it's my bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anybody who's interested in Gundam, go look at that. I'm sure that's on the YouTube's as well. There's a, a video of them. They're still building it. So the theme park, I don't believe, actually opens until 2021. But they've built the robot and they're just finalizing the functioning parts of it right now. It only steps, I think. I don't know, so many feet away from it, then it has to back back up, but it starts doing right. stuff like the robot and everything. But they said by the time they're done with it, that it can walk into the theme park unconnected from anything else and then walk back. It's like, it's like the they- thing goes, <laughs> and smashes a bunch of poor little Japanese <clears throat> people. <laughs> it's kind of like they saw uh, Universal Studios Optimus Prime, like, yeah, person in a like, yeah, hold how, my how beer. How big is that you. guy? He's, He's maybe what fifteen feet tall, and he seems Probably. huge. Yeah, sixty, 60 feet. feet, dude. Sixty feet, twenty-five tons. Man. 
Yeah, if that falls on you, you're squished. You're dead. You're, you're like, God damn. And it smashes you. It'd be cool when like it's walking. You could see someone there pretending to control, you know? Like, mm, mm, mm. Oh, yeah. I, maybe there is somebody even up in it. I have no idea. I don't know the yeah. danger level of this thing, but I'm sure they've got it all figured out. Right, yeah. Uh, once the COVID's gone, I'm booking my trip to Japan. I'm going to go hang out with the Gundam robot because that looks neat. You got you to gotta stay 60 feet apart at all times. <laughs> <laughs> the robots are socially distanced. Yeah. They're supposed 60, to fight, but they have to feet, stay please. 60 feet apart. 60 feet. 60 feet. Genius. That's a good one. I love it. Um, also, I got this other small news story. Speaking of weird stuff, um, you know, there's all these things now that products like to do that are basically like mashups. And so you take one product and you mash it up with another oh, yeah. and both of them uh, benefit from it. Like Let me t-shirts. ask you, do you like, do you like French's mustard? Uh, I think so. That's it's your typical yeah, sandwich mustard. mustard you know? Yeah. Very mustardy. I like a good mustard once in a while. I think my favorite is maybe just like dipping a corn dog. I like me mustard and corn dogs. Yeah. Well, do you like beer? yes <laughs> well then you're gonna love french's mustard beer so there's this beer company that's famous i guess for mashing up weird flavors and they got a deal with french's mustard and they've made a french's mustard beer and i guess in the past they've made a ketchup beer and now mm. they have a french's mustard beer and they they put it up for sale and they sold out uh, their mustard beer within 24 hours. So we'll have to wait for the next batch if we want to try it. But the Damn. reviewer that I was reading got it. He tried it and he says, it's kind of exactly what you think. When you first drink it, you get hit with that mustard taste like right away. And then it disappears and has kind of a nice hoppy frothy taste that finishes. And he said after reviewing it and drinking the entire can, cause they sell it in six packs that he couldn't decide if it was something he would ever recommend, but it was unique and worth the taste experience. So um, if you're into it, uh, French's mustard beard is something that exists. It reminds me of when um, the Sriracha beer came out. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. oh, look at that bottle. We need it. We need to try it. I almost feel like because they love doing these weird beer mashups, that you could make a hobby of just collecting like like you said, get the Sriracha beer can, get the mustard beer can, yeah. all the weird ones because there's so many of them and just collect them because that might be kind of cool. You'd be the one dude that has all the weird beer flavors. Yeah, like your, your home bar. Yeah, why not? I think that's cool. And so my final story uh, is about my man crush because he's done something that uh, is really exciting. Uh, one of our favorite listener, listeners, uh, a board game bro, Stagmo, alerted us to this and i was so pumped up that like at first i was like what is this and i clicked on it and it's just so well done i was cracking up so um ryan reynolds uh we all know and love him as deadpool and the many other junk movies he's been into but he's also an entrepreneur he actually we've talked in the past about how he owns aviation gin here in oregon he just sold it though right did he sell it yeah, that's what, I, that's what oh, I read. That's cool. I didn't know. That's cool. Good for him. Now, I won't buy one, though, because I was only going to get it because of him. But uh, he also owns a, a cell phone company, which is shocking. Uh, he managed to find a cell phone company that nobody's heard of. It's even smaller than, like, you know, uh, Cricket or uh, what's that one? Uh, something. Mobile? Some, something mobile. My kids always make fun of it and call it, like, PVC it's like, mobile. It's like orange. Boost Mobile. Uh, 
Boost. Boost is another one. So Ryan Reynolds owns a, um, a cell phone company called Mint Mobile. And I, 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 it's like one of those things, like if you said, have you ever heard of Mint Mobile? I'd be like, yeah, I think I've heard of that. But I didn't really know jack squat about it because it's kind of a, a really small, nobody brand. They probably don't even own any towers. They just rent them. Usually the littler companies rent them from the big boys. But uh, Ryan Reynolds, had the, he's good at marketing gimmicks. If he wasn't just an actor, he's also, and I appreciate this more than anything, a marketing maven. He's a genius when it comes to marketing. Yeah. So he realized that every good uh, cell phone company has a deal now with a streaming company. So if you buy AT&T, you get free HBO. HBO. If you buy Verizon, you get free Disney+. Plus. You know, if you buy this company, you get free Hulu. So they've all got these deals that if you buy their cell phone service, it includes a free streaming service. So because Mint Mobile has no money and they can't actually do that, he created his own streaming service called Mint Mobile Plus. Now, Mint Mobile Plus features one movie. And it's this old crappy Ryan Reynolds movie. But what's funny about it is they built this entire page. It looks just like the Disney Plus layout. And it's got like all the clips of it. And it's this night, like 1990s Ryan Reynolds teenager. He's real young. It's like a heist movie, really bad looking. And you can actually watch it on the Mint Mobile Plus site. But like when you buy Mint Mobile, you get Mint Mobile Plus and it includes just the one movie one. by Ryan Reynolds. I just thought it was such a funny yeah yeah they're like a top 10 like number 10 this ryan reynolds movie number nine this ryan reynolds movie <laughs> like best clips are it's laid out perfectly so i highly recommend everybody look up mint mobile plus because it's just well done marketing I, i'm never gonna use mint mobile but it made yeah. me laugh man who the hell uses mint mobile <laughs> to begin poor, with? poor people the ones we made feel bad about us wasting our extra money on stuff we didn't need <laughs> Well, we apologize yeah. again for that. Yeah, but, uh, it's like yeah. full circle, full circle. Yeah, full circle. We came back around. So uh, enjoy your Mint Mobile, folks, when you're listening to our podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I had. That was that's it. That's 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 the whole boat. You have anything you want to add before we let the ship sail? Um, Oregon is the best. <laughs> I guess Oregon isn't. Oregon is the best. I mean, you've got. The weed places, Jim Belushi lives here. Ryan Reynolds used to own a business. I thought he still no, did. No. And uh, um, Audionauts is broadcast you know, from the beautiful state of Oregon. So join us. We're awesome. Oh, and we have the very last blockbuster. So we win. Oh, yeah, we that's lose. true. Uh, with that, we will bid you adieu. And uh, we will see you on the flippy flip. Have a good one. Bye. Audio, 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 audio.